This episode is available to watch as a video podcast exclusively on the Talking Backwards Patreon page. Sign up today over at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Yes. We got a big, big show today. Covers a lot. King-sized show. King-sized show. We are doing a mid-season recap. We are doing everything from the return from part one through part nine. And we have a lot to cover. So today, we actually have a special guest with us on the show. From the 25YL website, all of your obsessions in one place, we have the editor of the Twin Peaks section, John Bernardi, on the show with us today. John, how you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you for being here with us. So, I know we usually go right into the Pat stats. No, no, no stats. No, we can't really do stats <laughs> for nine episodes there were There were nine episodes at the beginning of the return. <laughs> And there are nine episodes yeah. at the end of the return on the back half. That's right. This is the perfect, perfect half. Um, but no, John, we wanted to have you on the show. You've, uh, you've, you've no, you've listened to our show uh, uh, for a while. I mean, is it true that you mm-hmm. do you listen to every Twin Peaks podcast <laughs> that, that comes I, out? I do. No, and that's I, uh, and that's really cool. Um, I um I was actually really curious because uh, you you did a nice blurb about us. Uh, on one of your uh, weekly posts um, a while back when we were in the middle of season two. And thank you for yeah. that. It was, that was really awesome. I think it helped get, get us some new years uh, on the show. So yeah, um, any, anything I can do to help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was curious though, cause I feel like um, I think at some point and I could be wrong, but I feel like you may have said, that you we were, were the greatest show yeah, you had ever heard. Yep, yeah, maybe <laughs> that. <laughs> possibly Pretty that. sure yeah, I heard that. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but something along th- along the lines that you were happy that we stuck around, you know, because we were we were doing this for fun, essentially, just getting started. You know, Tyler's been watching this brand new week to week, and and so I wondered how many how many podcast Twin Peaks podcasts start that just kind of fizzle out, <laughs> don't oh, make you it know, far. You. You might not be surprised, but I would say probably a good third of the these podcasts like wow. stall out at some point. And I mean, it makes sense because there's, especially <clears throat> if you're, and I feel, and again, I don't listen to a lot of these because I don't want to sound like mm-hmm. you know anyone else. I've said that before, but there is certainly, I mean, it is a show that I that I could talk about you know at great length. But there is you know there's three seasons and there's a cap. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how long this, how long the ship sails, but, <laughs> but, um, but thank you for your support is what I was really just wanted to say from, from the beginning. Um, and for all the kind messages, uh, over the last year or two. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you guys put on a great show. I mean, you, you get into it and you, I mean, you ended up finding <laughs> the newbie who could actually make it all the way through. <laughs> And be awesome about it the whole way. Like in I, all fairness, I, I have no idea <laughs> what was going to happen. 
I know, I know that that was part of the fun because I mean, you you're you're a funny guy, you know this. Yeah, it's like you you just don't know. I mean, you know, the Twin Peaks podcast, the one that started out back in 2012. I mean, those guys could not make it through the whole thing without kind of imploding. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you're you're a time bomb, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great, can't wait. I love it. Yeah, that's been a that's been the fun for me for sure. Um, week to week, not knowing what to expect with Tyler. Um, we've joked about it. I think we joked about it even just like a couple episodes in. Like, thought you weren't going to come this week, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But he's like, no, I wouldn't do that to you guys. <laughs> yeah, there there have definitely been several instances where after rewatching, I'd, me being on my rewatch, I'll be rewatching mm-hmm. and just go, oh, he's gonna hate this. Like, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> And sometimes I've been surprised to find out that that's one of his favorite episodes. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. It's been great. Yeah. It's just like, yeah d- dispute between brothers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was his favorite one from season two. That was my favorite thing yep. ever. That was um, incredible. Because because that's no one else's favorite episode. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Um, that's because you're a big Dougie Milford fan. You knew right away he was going to be a big player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're long game and you don't even know it. That's it's true. I still don't know it. <laughs> uh, well, John, speaking of long game, uh, I'm going to walk it back a little bit. Uh, how did you start getting involved with Twin Peaks and how did you end up getting involved with the site? Oh man. <laughs> I uh I started by watching on the couch with my mom and my dad. Uh, <laughs> I I was 12 when it was originally airing and like absolutely nobody had any idea it was going to go this nuts, you know. It's right. like all all the giant stuff, all the bob stuff, like that was like nowhere near anybody's brain. Like the the dream sequence didn't. Well, okay, never mind. That happened because I didn't catch up until my mom was uh recording it over the summer when they re-aired it. So, um I I I um ended up watching the very beginning of season two all the way through like just after Christmas, Denise Bryson's uh, debuting. Mm-hmm, nice. And um that was that was enough to basically ruin my dreams for a long time because <laughs> Bob Bob doesn't like the lead. Uh right. Yeah. So yeah, so um besides, you know, having, you know, the whole childhood trauma fascination stuff, you know, it's <laughs> like, there, there's all the pie and coffee stuff to go back to, too. And of right. course, I mean, Dale Cooper is amazing. And um, I actually watched the finale when that first aired. So the last two-parter on that ABC Monday Night Movie thing, mm-hmm. you know, I just came back. It's like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll face my fears. I'll, I'll say goodbye to it. It's important to me. So I'll, I'll see how they end it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't go too well. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Yeah. I love that you watched yeah, so, that, then. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, like, getting Dale Cooper out of the lodge was a huge fascination for me for years. Right. Like, you know, just uh, uh, any any creativity that I had, it always ends up kind of going back to that whole existential problem. And, uh yeah, like back in uh, 2014, I started kind of catching on to the podcast scene, and I was listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, and I was starting to kind of get my feet in the water with you know, stuff like Twitter and everything, and um, that's when I got found by um, Lindsay Stamhuis, who does Bickering Peaks, uh, which is another great show that's, uh, you know, about, you know, you guys are pretty thoughtful, and they're kind of in that camp, too. and um, 
Lindsay started work, I mean, Lindsay hooked me up with Andrew Grievous, who is the guy who started 25 years later. And um, I mean, there, there were like, I think 14 of us just going crazy, like putting out at least um, at least one article a day on season three, like leading up to it. And then like, while, <laughs> while we were in the middle of it, I, I think I wrote like 65 things that year. Holy cow. And, uh, yeah. I've never yeah, written 65 I, things in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I never had either, done. but, you know, in it's like you and Alexander me. Hamilton. <laughs> no, yeah. the website was definitely one I discovered. I don't think I discovered it while the return was on, but maybe after, because I remember just going down the rabbit hole of that Twin Peaks section and just being like, oh, my God, because I was just searching for anything. I was just like, I'm, yes. just, I'm hooked. I need to read about this. Your articles yeah. included, which are great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. I, I'm just glad though that I made it through the last week in Twin Peaks podcast because I I actually pitched that I was gonna do that like every week. I was gonna do a podcast roundup and just write about what everybody was saying. I had no idea there'd be like seven podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually kinda surprised well well not really surprised, but I was kinda surprised to find out how dense the market for Twin Peaks podcasts was after mm-hmm. having the initial idea. You know, just me and Patrick sitting across from each other, just like, we could do a podcast about this. Like, we're, we're sitting here talking mm-hmm. about it. Like, we could we get a show. We can get a third guy who's never seen it and just, like, do and that. Really and really screw just, him uh, over. <laughs> 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 so we tricked Tyler into joining the show, and mm-hmm. it was only after, like, we had recorded three or four episodes when I realized there were just so many others. And to this day, I have listened to zero Twin Peaks podcasts. I just hey, that's all right. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do it to get crazy with it. I, I, I don't obsess, and more than that, I don't want to listen to somebody else and have that color how we do what we do, because I think yeah, I you know, can, I totally respect that. That makes sense to me. I, I know I for one am susceptible to influence, so I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to like change my voice to sound like somebody else or you know do do anything. <laughs> I, I, I just want to do what we do yeah. and. So that's that's why I don't listen to other podcasts. Maybe when this is over, I'll go back and see what other people have done and see what they've come up with and, and how they do their format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say the return, now that we've done episodes for the return, this has been the most interesting uh, to me just because, you know, I got to watch that live week to week. So it's it's been fun having these guys, <laughs> you know, see the summer of 2017 what that was what that was like how crazy how crazy that was um Mm -hmm. and so you know i didn't listen to any twin peaks podcasts either um but i've certainly read enough stuff so i feel like our show's a little i hope is a little bit interesting in a way that you know we're we're talking about this show three years after the fact that it aired and whether or not we're bringing anything new to the table i don't know but i i certainly do try to bring up you know some things that might help them make connections or you know that I don't know if other podcasts are doing, but I'm certainly <laughs> trying to bring bring up some stuff a little bit. So I hope I hope we're we're a tad bit unique in that in that way. I would say so. Like I mean, when when it comes down to it, I mean, audio podcasts can only be so many different kinds of shapes. Yeah, but it's it's your personalities. It's like it it's your perspective that really matters with Twin Peaks. And um, yeah, I mean, I I have 
absolutely zero problem saying that you would have hung in there really nicely in 2017 with, <laughs> with the perspectives that you're bringing. It would, it would have been fun. Um, I certainly would have loved talking about it, not knowing week to week what was going on. But like I said, I love reliving it. You would not have loved that. <laughs> I think I would have. I think I would have. You know, thank you for your kind words. Thank you for being here, John. We're, we're in it for the long haul, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would put money on it. The, at, at least getting through the return. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and the then big, see ya. And we do have a bit of. <laughs> we do have a bit of breaking news here that hasn't been revealed on the show yet. Dave, as of this moment, has finished the return. I mean, not, not just now. But <laughs> he just did five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I, I, I no. finished it by the end of the year Yeah, because I decided I was going to do that. I, I crushed the last eight episodes in two nights. All right. <laughs> Lucky bastard. And it, well, no, because it made my brain paste. <laughs> I told you It'll it would break that. you. And I've we, got the video of us having this discussion where I said, Dave, you need to finish by the end of the year. And I'm like, I'm just going to binge it. I'm like, that's going to break you. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. Yeah, I don't recommend it. But we're not there yet. We are no. We are halfway. We are going to discuss halfway through the return at this point. Uh, we'll just. We'll do our best we'll, not to talk about Tyler's scene up to 11. We'll do our best not to. Jump, yeah. jump forward there, but I do want to make that point in case something slips. Hard cap on part nine. Yeah, hard cap on part nine. No spoilers. All right. <laughs> if we can. Um, I, I presented the same question to, to you guys um, in the season two recap. I'd like to, uh, maybe the season one, I didn't re-listen to that one recently. I have no idea. But, um, Fun. But I'd like to bring it back up again because I, I think it's, I, I think it's in- interesting. And, and um. For the first, when you think of the first nine parts of the return, Dave, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, what moments or moment sticks out the most when you think of these first nine episodes? In the first nine, what sticks out the most? Not really looking for a specific part, just maybe a moment or a scene. Uh, well, it's it's hard to not think about the uh, the accident, the traffic accident. That's that's definitely been one that stood stayed with me. Yeah, that's a tough scene. Uh, that's that's what immediately jumps to mind. So I guess that's the answer. Like I I can dig around in my with head Richard, with Richard and the yeah. boy and Carl Rod. Yeah, I can dig around part of their stuff in my head, but that there's no denying that that's when I when I think about the first half when I was taking notes, that's the one where I had to make the shortest note. Just the accident. It's funny you mentioned that one too. That was one in my initial rewatches of the show even going back when it first aired and i'd rewatch episodes i would always just kind of i'd have i'd have to skip it sometimes i was just like i can't like i know what happens mm-hmm. here i'm mm-hmm. i don't need to i don't need to really yeah, I, I don't need to see this again yeah i don't need to see it again yeah although i i did <laughs> have to see tough. it again because we did live streams right we did a lot yeah, after yeah, i had yeah, seen yeah. it yeah the patreon live streams yes patreon live streams <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug that later. Yeah, um, yeah. That's an, that's. I wasn't expecting that answer, so that's 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 good. Um, Tyler, same question. What sticks out to you? Part eight sticks out to you. <laughs> I, under, I understand. <laughs> we got it. I can't think of any other moment from this show <laughs> than part eight. <laughs> I don't under I, I don't get it. <laughs> I I'm so thankful that we were able to find the time to be together for you to see that for the first time. Yeah, that was a that was wild. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
We watched it, it like one in the morning. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun to eat crystal and watch your brain melt. And I thought I was going to like have nightmares. You did. All I the, a, well, I have, I have a, an uncut scene. Should we play it here? <laughs> sure. Should we add it into the show? <laughs> This is, there's there's a there's a clip that I cut of Tyler talking about a nightmare he had that night where like he felt a spider crawling on him and your reactions Ooh. Dave were like amazing and then he's like and then I thought it was gonna go into my my mouth opened up it's just like so worried that I was gonna be dreaming about that all night last night yep. yeah and I was understood that makes freaked sense. myself out but nothing happened <laughs> the worst thing that happened was I did at some point in my sleep there was a dream and there was like this little spider. And it was on my hand. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, wow. And, but then <clears throat> I opened my mouth, like, in the dream. <laughs> and then I, like, woke up. Because I knew something was going to crawl into my mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that dick drain? Yeah. <laughs> dick laugh. The dick laugh that Dave did. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, I couldn't even replicate it. <laughs> Yeah, I and I'd said it before, but the night that I had Dave watch it didn't give him any sort of, didn't give him a real indication <laughs> that that, uh, that part eight was going to be what part eight was going to be. I just went right, right in because we were be. watching him. Like anytime he'd come down, we were just watch, we were knocking out an episode yeah, or two. Off, that yeah. was just how that was just the routine, and I just I didn't say anything. Just yep. <laughs> let it happen. I remember. You know, as the, you know, uh, explosion stuff, you know, the stuff was happening. I just remember looking over at you and you were just <laughs> terrified. Was it, was it part eight that like goes to the roadhouse? Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Super early. Yeah. Super yeah. early. And yeah. I thought the show yeah. was ending yeah. or the episode was ending. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's, but that's what's you great about that. wish. I didn't, I don't think I actually brought that up with Mr. Ring. He brought a good point that that was like, um, the beginning of the episode, I always just, I think that's how we worded it because in my head, I always felt like, yeah, that's why that's there is because the episode is ending. Like it's mm-hmm. and this new part is because like beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but you can look at it either way, you know, beginning and ending, whatever. Yeah. It, it, it all works the same. Um, but yeah, what a trip. Well, Pat, I guess the question for you is from the first half, what is your standout moment? A standout moment for me, it's a bit of a of a two parter, but but the moments run into each other. They're back to back back scenes. This comes from part four. Which the more I think about it, I, I really have I have a lot of love for part four. Um <laughs> might be one of my favorites. But but the, the scene is specifically Bobby seeing Laura's picture for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it so much, everything about it. Um and then the second half of that is when it segues into Wally. Um, while it just getting uh, those back to back yep. is, I couldn't even, I don't, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it, I couldn't even process anything. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, Bobby's back. Like, Oh, he's, you know, he works at the sheriff's state. Oh, there's, he's seeing Laura's picture. Oh, there's Laura Palmer's theme. Wally Brando. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's Michael Sarah, Jesse Holcomb. Yeah. Oh, Jesse Holcomb. Introdu- yeah. Right. And we love, we got a soft spot for Jesse. Yeah. Um, but that, to me, just really, I mean, I was already hooked in, in for Twin Peaks, but I feel like, like, and especially with the return, but I feel like once all that happened, I was like, all right, like, I'm, I'm definitely all in. And mm-hmm. these moments are just absolutely incredible. Couldn't tell you how many times I've rewatched both of those <laughs> scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana Ashbrook is so good in, in that scene. And, you, and, you, and, and it's a moment, too, where you get a lot of the original characters together with, Andy Lucier in the room, mm-hmm. Hawks in the room. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. 
everything about it is so good. But yeah, and also getting to see what uh, what Andy and Lucy's child <laughs> looks like. Like who he is. is? He's Michael Sarah. He's like, gonna be. Of course, what he Sarah. is gonna be the hero of the show. Yeah, Tyler's Tyler's bold <laughs> prediction is that Wally Brando is going to save the day at the he end is. of the return. He's going to ride into ride back into town on his hog and <laughs> save the day. <laughs> going to a controlled slide wearing his leather jacket. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out to Mr. Bernardi? From parts I was one actually going to say part four. Part four is probably my favorite out of the early episodes too, just okay. because it's like you get you get the first couple episodes and it's just like this batshit craziness. <laughs> yep. And then great way to describe then, it. Yep. Like you know, part three with NATO all by itself is just yes. like like there's. I mean, part eight is crazy, but like part part three, the the first ten minutes of part three is just mind blowing. Like mm-hmm. I. Nothing, not even in part eight, is there anything like that in it? I mean, yeah, you know, I think the, I said the, that the, the, time, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the stuttering time. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, uh. oh man, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, with, with with all of that, and then you get the Vegas stuff for a while, and part four even opens up in Vegas, but then by the end of part four you're in Twin Peaks and, you know, you get to see all your, all your people again and you finally hear the Laura Palmer theme and everything. And it's like Mm -hmm. everything, everything feels like it locks in by then. Like even the, um, even the, um, oh my gosh, the uh, (laughs) interrogation with, with with Mr. C C and the, uh, you're a very good to see Gordon (laughs) and everybody. And uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, it's like, it, it all finally seems like, okay, now we know what this show is. And it's just like, you know, clear sailing ahead, meaning you have no idea where you're going. No, but I get that. I mean, we've brought that up many times where it's like, this makes, it makes complete sense, but it doesn't make sense. Or I feel yeah. like I got a lot of information, but I didn't get any information. Mm-hmm. It's that same routine. That's Twin Peaks. Yep. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. At, at, at you no make point, a lot of ground, but you make no ground. At no point did I say, I say where this is going. <laughs> no, yeah. you Have you ever said that in any episode? <laughs> no. No. You can't. It, it, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen every single show ever made, but I feel Liar. like. Liar. I feel right. <laughs> Sure, I have. I've seen every single show. Um, I feel like it has to be up there for just the most unpredictable. Like, you couldn't have ever predicted dougie jones you couldn't have you know you know you couldn't you couldn't have predicted part eight you couldn't have predicted bill hastings stuff like just any of it mm-hmm. like you couldn't have predicted any of it yeah <laughs> i'll tell you for yeah, a fact <laughs> i never would have suspected matthew lillard to show up in my twin peaks yeah right and that's that's just like getting chocolate in your peanut butter this is just a reese's cup performance <laughs> that i was ready for John, you brought up part three with the stuff at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cooper had the choice of going through two sockets. One was a three and one was a 15. <laughs> Later in the episode, we bring up the room key, 315, the numbers. And, I, and we just didn't make any mention of that being a connection in the same episode, just it being those numbers that were significant with his great northern room. Added in my notes, didn't bring it up. It bothered me when I edited the episode. <laughs> Could have edited it in post, but I was like, I'll just bring it up later. So, but yeah, no, perfect. just this one of those, kind of bring it one up. of those unique connections of just, oh yeah, of course these are the socket numbers. <laughs> like it's his great Northern <laughs> room. 
So, not that there's anything more to that, unless, John, <laughs> without going past part nine. <laughs> right, without going past part nine. Yeah, I, I would I would say that there are things, but yeah, I, um, I am not at the liberty to <laughs> currently. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, part one, it, I mean, it, 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 it starts so wild because you're... We, we know about the giant, and we know about the Red Room, we know about the Black Lodge and all that, but we have never seen this black and white setting before. Right. We have this new, like, flapper era room where new things are being said, and new things happen. We have new clues. Or maybe they're old things. And it could be very old things. <laughs> that was an interesting, I didn't bring that up either with the black and white. I always felt like, you know, with this being black and white, is like, is, is that just a... a Trying to make you think that this is right because everything old timey right because <laughs> everything that we see from 1945 on is in that episode is in is in black and white right because um, so there just, wasn't color <laughs> dumbass and that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying that takes place then but so does the scene at the very beginning with the giant and Agent Cooper mm-hmm. um, so just again playing in with the is it future oh. is it past. Time. time and twin peaks. Time and twin peaks. <laughs> We've said it. We've said it since the beginning in the early episodes. And time you weren't on board peaks. before. <laughs> started as a joke, swiftly became into a huge joke. <laughs> I always knew. I because I was just like, this is actually pretty funny that this is something that we're saying <laughs> because it becomes a thing. And it all started with, when does Bobby go for his run in the morning? <laughs> it did. Actually, four. I, I, I think I, I think time really got turned on its head when we realized not only does the double R close sometimes for well, like I, thirty minutes. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up Bobby and football in February, like football practice. In football February. and practice. He runs at four in the morning, then goes to football practice in February, mm-hmm. and then he goes to school. Mm-hmm. At I assume starts at like eight. What is eight? Yeah, what is eight? Part, Part eight. eight. <laughs> Part eight. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's old, but it's new. Like, we've seen this before, but it's in a new frame of context. And just immediately I knew that I was going to be frustrated. Because once, just the giant giving these cryptic clues again, the the 430, Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Dick and Linda. I'm, <laughs> that's your prediction. But, but really, like, wastes no time. Just that... I, it's amazing that that's just the first thing you're given. It's like, okay, here we go again. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, let me get yeah, my notepad he, out. <laughs> yeah, here we here <laughs> we go again. Out. And I didn't get enough answers for the first set. Like, I I still don't get. Those. It is happening again, Dave. <laughs> like I, uh, and, okay. So I going into this, I I had much higher hopes for answers because I knew that this, <laughs> but, and, and hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. No, I know you did. I tried to <laughs> warn you many times. I had much higher hopes for answers because I knew that the, that this, this series, this limited event series was mm-hmm. written in its entirety before it was filmed. I knew that they, they had it down and then they filmed it. So I thought, surely. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> surely as they give you things, they will tie it together because it's not like, Oh, there was this wacky mid season break. Now we have to fill it in with Billy Zane. Like, no, it's yawn. (laughs) It was all there. (laughs) And then they did it as intended. And it's, it's infuriating. (laughs) (laughs) 
like like how how are we this deep into this by part nine and we have nothing i i have nothing <laughs> i have nothing <laughs> you have something you finished it <laughs> i did finish it yeah he's got something but we're not talking about past part nine. We were talking about what we what we've got on the on the docket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then we we just got we've got shovels. We've got this glass box. We've we've mm-hmm. got coffee. Plenty. Mm. That's back. Yeah. Uh, Dougie's coffee. We got Dougie's coffee. We have an we have an officer <laughs> Douglas who is investigating <laughs> just a smell in an apartment. Just. <laughs> We have that lady? Yeah, that lady with her dog. <laughs> Part one is out of control. <laughs> Part one, one is, is out, out of control. control. It really is. It really is. So are you saying Armstrong Uh-oh. the Chihuahua did not charm you? I'm saying Armstrong the Chihuahua did not get enough follow-up. <laughs> if I have beef, it's with that. Maybe oh. Wally Brando rescued him. <laughs> yeah, he's, re- he's rescued <laughs> There you go. <laughs> And then, then he's the hero. Yeah. Yeah, he's the hero. He saves the day. That's perfect. He was just riding through town. Yeah. Saved him. Yeah. Gave him to a lady. Scooped him up. Yep. Bought a sidecar. <laughs> Didn't even oh. stop. Just leaned over and. Yeah, oh, that's a cartoon. That <laughs> is. Wally and Armstrong. <laughs> and they're over the road adventures. Yeah. Comes on right after 10 legs and a ponytail. <laughs> and you know what he says? Uh, what he says to the dog when he wants him to get a treat. Neil Armstrong. Okay. <laughs> well, you can reach the talking backwards pod at gmail.com. I've been killed off again? I've been killed off like 20 times. <laughs> and for right. the same reason every I'm, time. I'm dead, yet I live. What? Laura says that in part two. <laughs> you remember Laura in the red room saying, I'm dead, yet I live? I said the only thing I remember is part eight. Oh, right. Not Diane? <laughs> you don't love that one. Oh my gosh. I don't know. can get it. <laughs> I don't know, John. Part one has me at a loss. What do you think? Is it <laughs> is it all is it all for a purpose or <laughs> is is this just to say we're back and doing whatever we want? Well, I mean, technically speaking, that is a purpose. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. No, I, I think I think episode one did a really good job of kind of like making sure that like everything is shown is basically saying you slow down. I'm slowing down. You slow down with me. <laughs> Just we're gonna stay. take our you time. Know, it's like we're we're gonna we're gonna change every single data tape. We're gonna we're gonna drive up every single inch of that driveway with the box. Mm-hmm. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna just give you everything very slowly, and you better figure it out slowly. Okay, I completely <laughs> forgot about the, the box. <laughs> I <clears throat> like full on gave part one five foreheads you did you loved it you were all in it was so good but then like the the alien stuff or box stuff took a dive until what part four part well (laughs) i mean you don't see anything at least related i mean i think that gets brought up at the end of three or four because they look at the pictures you know the fbi finally gets the information about Mm it Mm -hmm. Um, but then yeah but then you don't get that connection of the experiment again until eight yeah Um, i just wanted yeah i wanted more of that 
We leave that at, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> nice final, what the hell? You got that, don't oh, you? I do, I do, I do. Somewhere. What the hell? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was better than mine. Yeah, but, it, but I mean, and it sets up, I mean, it takes a lot of time to get there, but it sets up Ruth Davenport and the, and the Hastings storyline. Um, it's not for nothing. It's just a I'm lot of- I'm still wondering where the Morgans are. <laughs> yeah. Are the Morgans coming over for dinner? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> part one is absurd. But but part one, I think of part one, the first thing I think of really is seeing what Boop, what the magician, David Copperhead, oh, what he looks man. like. You're seeing Bob Coop, you know, <laughs> in his final form. That was the wild yeah. thing to me because you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There He's he been sitting in a tanning bed for the past 25 years. Pretty sure I was watching that the first time and I was just not like, you know, you get that reveal and I was just going, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's a saying about faces like his, and then let me make sure I get it right. It's like somebody set his face on fire and then put it out with a belt. <laughs> oh, I really wanted you to mess that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might have. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you can substitute soccer cleat and, and, and various other yes. abrasive substances, <laughs> but that's the general idea. Yeah, they made him look rough. They did. For Dirty. And actually, Bob didn't job. even look that bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Silva just looked like an old guy. This looks like an old guy that's been strapped to the back of a station wagon and drugged down the He's road. Been for road hard years. And put up wet. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, left the hotel room and then didn't stop getting drug. <laughs> They're called drugs. You're right. Sorry. Sparkle. <laughs> I can't speak. Speaking of Mr. C. Uh, one connection I made just with words and only because it was said, yeah, with, in, with a specific word, <laughs> connection made with, with a words. with a, with a trick, even with the magician, uh, okay. it happens to do with some tricks, um, just cause it was said to, to Mr. C and it was said to, uh, Dougie Coop, um, in part eight, Ray, when he shoots Mr. C, he says, tricked you fucker. I think he does. Fucker. Yep. And then uh, Mike to Dougie, I believe, in part four, when they're at his house and he's, like, getting ready, he says, you've been tricked. Fucker? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker, yeah. I wish. I wish that Mike just dropped an F-bomb. So just uh, Still looking for that nickel. So I'm just like, what's... So he's getting tricked. Mm -hmm. He's getting tricked. Yep. Who's who's playing tricks? (laughs) Everybody's getting tricked. People's secrets. Yeah, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. A lot of, lot of stuff, I mean, magic obviously is a pervasive theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff. Is this going to turn into like some fantasy something? No, this is grounded in Is there going to be some like, <laughs> this is some all real. <laughs> veil that gets lifted and like a red drape? David Copperhead is like in a VR simulation, uh, a wizard or something. Oh God. Or something. <laughs> let me just go ahead. Just and takes s- off the headset. Like, I think let there me might just be g- some glitches. Let me just go ahead, Tyler, and tell you, <laughs> maybe. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. Just say maybe. Yeah the the theme of magic and illusion is throughout this thing. Yeah. And to to the point that it's it's almost meta. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Even even we There's watching the series, we we can never be sure what we're looking at. You you bringing up the glass box made me think of something too. You had beef in 
part one or two. Can't remember because the glass box shows up in both. But you had beef because of there being Not surprised a, because of there being a couch. Uh, in the glass oh, yeah. box, box by the glass box. Because it's a couch for two people. Yeah, yeah. and, and now... just being there by himself? No, no, no. And so what I wanted to bring up is because what I told you guys in part eight with the, the sex rituals, I was like, I'm pretty sure there were, a couch was put there for a purpose. Right. To get that thing We got to find this one through idiot. the box, yeah. <laughs> Who's dumb enough. Yeah. So I was like, Dave's got beef, to but... screw around with a barista on the yeah. couch. But hang on, it might, it might, things might start clicking... Classic um, barista on the couch hookup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top secret. Oh. You're a bad girl, Tracy. There we go. <laughs> I love those back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that up again. I didn't know if you wanted to rescind your beef <laughs> or keep your beef. I'm going to hold on to my beef because I feel like... If you wait too long, it's going to spoil. I think my beef's already spoiled, man. It might be time to throw it out. You know what? I'm going to throw out the beef. Oh. We'll reverse the sound effects. I <laughs> that. Yeah. Up. Threw it out. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Fixed it. Yeah, I mean. No, threw it out. <laughs> yeah, having having gotten where we've gotten, I I think it's fair to say that, you know, this the billionaire that runs this operation is probably the billionaire that's been amassing wealth and doing crazy alien shit for the whole time is the guy running the box experiment. He probably put the couch there so some dummy would bang. Mm-hmm. And and get this s- naked smoke monster to show up. And I'm lost. Yeah, the same one, and <laughs> make oh, that sorry. happen. I I think that's all fair. So I I do for the first time resend my beef. It's history, folks. It's it's in the bin for our folks overseas. Oh, oh. I saw that we had some listenership. <laughs> Tossed like, it in the boot of like, his lorry, and drove <laughs> off. <laughs> You nailed it. I crushed it. I love that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a powerful yeah. moment, Dave. Uh, I want to thank you for your honesty. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tyler, I got something to bring up with you, something you said that, that got me I thinking. don't remember. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring it up. You mentioned in part eight. Uh, oh, I might yeah, remember. <laughs> uh, about the, you th- thought that the place where the giant was was floating through space. Yes, and time. And time. And I think I understand why you said that. I didn't bring it up because I started thinking about it when I was editing part eight, as I do. This is how this was. always works. <laughs> um, Continue. In part three, we see one of the bell, the bells in space on top of the structure with Coop and Nido. Yes. yes. And I think maybe you were associating <laughs> the same structure because we see the giant walk behind one, same shape. Yeah. I think that might be why you, you were thinking that. But also because they're also in the same purple space. Purple Sea, uh, the mob yes, zone. Because yes, yes, yes. um, we do see, the we do see, you know, the cameras going over the sea up to this. Maybe that's why you thought that. That's that's maybe. But also with part eight and this section, I'll bring this up. Um, a little connection that I actually love, really love, Senorita Dido, um, being um with the giant mm-hmm. or seven question marks, but being with the giant, mm-hmm. uh. What's another figure we've seen with the giant before? The uh, waiter? Yeah. And what's another name for him? Senor Drukup? Yeah, Senor Drukup and Senorita Dido. Are they? <laughs> Get out I just of here. Dido, love that. Is I Dido love Spanish that. for Drukup? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is it Portuguese? I don't know, but I really love that. Like, I love that. 
That that's another thing. That, that's I don't thing. have time. I don't know where you have time in your life to come up with these ridiculous things. Sorry, you don't appreciate the connections that I make. No, you're not. I'm not. I'm proud. <laughs> John, in in your multiple articles, have you ever come across somebody, or have you yourself made connections between just the language used in the show. Like there's, there's a lot of references to speaking French. There's a lot of just offhanded kind of Spanglish where people will mm-hmm. interject uh, Spanish or Latin terminology into a sentence for seemingly no reason. And then we, we have it again here where we've had Senor drool cups and Rita Dido. There's French all over the place too. We've, we've had stuff in Argentina. Mm-hmm. It's just like, has like a girl it, that speaks a little French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, has this come up in, <laughs> In any of your writings or any of your findings, has anybody well, explored on this? Here and there, but not um, not necessarily between uh, <laughs> Drool Cup. <and laughs> <Italia. laughs> so that you're was... breaking new ground here, Pat. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on the article. I'm going to do a real deep dive. <laughs> no, I just, I feel like that has to be, even though Senior Drool Cup was just an Albert nickname. Mm-hmm. for the waiter right it was just you know which makes me think he ran into him at the great he references him like he ran into yeah, him he probably at, asked yeah. him for a <laughs> fucking cup of warm milk no albert was like i don't have time for this i'm going back to sleep <laughs> like he did not re- like he's like i'm not even gonna deal with you yeah, but exactly. he, he didn't ask that guy <laughs> <laughs> but he references him like he saw him working there yeah. you know mm-hmm. like, like he questioned him yeah, yeah. so Again, just getting that language and Senorita Dido. I just think, well, they, there's a lot of stuff that seems like a throwaway line that, yeah, that again is one of those just like, like John, I've brought up several times that I have, I've made the connection that there are connections that are just there to be connections. Like there mm-hmm. are, are breadcrumbs that are left that are referenced later that doesn't actually go anywhere. It's just there to be called back to. I've got one mm-hmm. actually, if you if you don't mind, yeah. unless you were going somewhere. But I've got one specifically with what you're saying. Well, I, I was just going to say that is pervasive through the at least these first nine episodes. Yeah, sure. Well, you brought that up in the I think in part eight because Tyler made a connection that I, I loved did. in part eight about. Uh, I, I think remember. maybe I maybe I made part of the connection, but he said dead you dog didn't. farm. It was all me, and I brought up the dog leg. That's what it was. You brought up that. Oh, dog yeah, farm. that was me. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that got me thinking even more. <laughs> like, again, little things. You know, so we already dogs said. Dogs exist. Yeah, dogs exist. Exactly. <laughs> no, so we, we already made our double of second dead dog mm-hmm. with the dog leg and that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to the things that were found in Mr. C's car, uh, I realized it was a dog leg, a gun, and cocaine. And those are all things that were three prominent things at Dead Dog Farm. There was cocaine and a gun and Dead Dog Farm. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, maybe, maybe Tyler, maybe Dead Dog Farm is more of a (laughs) mindset than an actual place. We got to remember too. Maybe Dead Dog Farm is just the evil that men do. We got to remember too. This was where where our good friend uh, just made that up. Our good friend and R.I.P. Gene Renault was saying, you know, this is you've become become the nightmare, you know, and we're seeing even this. Like, yes, he's become the nightmare as Mr. C. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, man, was that did Dead Dog 
<laughs> did Dead Dog Farm have like way more significance? Did it not? I don't know. I just thought that was way because that got me when that got me thinking, and I made the connection with the cocaine and stuff. I was like, man, that's that's very close. Yeah, it's like is Dead Dog Farm not <laughs> another hot spot for whatever bigger forces at play? The way Glastonbury Grove is, the way that the Fat Trout trailer park was, is it not just another, like, basically hell mouth? Right. Because cause even that's where Cooper wanted to move. Yeah, to, that's where he was drawn he was looking, to. Yeah, yeah, he was looking to move there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be his home. Man, it's just all coming back. And, like, and, all these. And, and Fat Trout isn't better in its new location. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's still like, standing. <laughs> True. It, it is still standing. <laughs> For now. Uh, <laughs> For now. Till Wally Brando shows up and Notab- flicks his cigarette on some trailer and it blows up. Notably fewer trailers just vanishing into thin air, though. So that's good for well, them. Well, that's because the world is now without Chris Isaac. <laughs> and it's that's a better true. place. <laughs> no. <laughs> you take it back. I will. I will. Man, I'm just I'm 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 jumbled because I I know we're doing, it, it it's a recap, right? Like we're doing, yeah. it's a, I mean it, the recap is a is just like a, a, that's just the you, title of the episode, Dave. We can talk about whatever. Yeah, but like want. where do you grab on? Yeah, and, yeah. It's but that's the thing. There, it's like you said. It's like there's so much that happens and there's so little that happens. There's there's so much to talk about, and that's mm-hmm. the brilliant thing about the show is we could I could talk about this forever. And just is it? Brilliant? Yeah, let's talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about how. David Lynch hates his fans <laughs> <laughs> and he creates this content that is loosely connected to the rest of his content. Just so idiots like us can <laughs> sit and dissect it. Well, one, I'm not an idiot, <laughs> but two, I, I, think you. I think he's brilliant because nobody else is doing this. And I, cause, cause here's the way I look at it too. Game of Thrones, everyone's like, oh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Close. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen anybody close. do that. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, Game, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Close, close, ended. I've never thought about it once since I watched the finale. Yep. Not right. one time have I thought about that show Thinking once. Thinking about it now. Yeah, Except you didn't I'm, need to. Uh, yeah, I didn't need to. Everything was answered for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I love this show. Everything I know was, it's not for everybody. Everything was abruptly answered yeah. for you. I know it's not for everybody, but that's, that's why I like it is because I can talk about it and think about it forever. Because it's not done. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent, I, yes, but that's great. I don't yes. want it to be done. It just get, like <laughs> I don't want it to be closed. Being in my situation, sure. It seems like when y'all make connections, that don't put that in quotes. They're connections. Connections, and it's like <laughs> uh, if you remember, Hawk said. There, and then I never did though. If you remember in the pilot, this is already a stretch. The, U- yeah, the UK this is pilot. A this is already that failing. Mike said <laughs> there. I feel like you're losing confidence no, in your own not. argument. As <laughs> that, these it. are the you loose are. connections that I'm talking about. They're so vague. Tyler's just jealous yeah. that we're finding them, and he's not. I haven't seen the show. <laughs> But I can, you can make these connections up to this point. I'm not making any connections that are past that. I feel like you make connections because you know they might come into play later. You certainly have an act for nudging us in the direction of, hey, look at this, without outright saying, hey, look at this. Yeah, but Dead Dog Farm doesn't <laughs> come up again. 
<laughs> spoiler. No spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. No spoilers in the chat. I wouldn't bring up anything that's going to be spoiled. I'm okay with bringing up something that'll you? make you think. It's like the perfect crime. I mean, that's David Lynch, I guess. Well, let's talk about returning faces. Let's talk about going back to familiar places and kind of the new dressing on those. Like, for one, I'm I'm just so glad we got more time with original cast members that we loved, uh, specifically Catherine Coulson, Log Lady. Yep. So glad that she was able to power through coming back and just give us more of this character, which I was not 100% on until uh, I read the book, The Secret History of Twin Peaks. John, we did an episode on that, too. And just learning her backstory and the way that she was written made me fall in love with this character. And it made me read up more on the actress and just just super have huge respect for her as well. So, like, having her back for this was incredible. Uh, getting Hawk back was great. Uh, seeing Bobby B, a Twin Peaks police officer. Uh, seeing the Twin Peaks police department expand and develop. Just, I don't know, that, that, that for me was very, very cool. Like, we've waited this long. And to go back and see that all these things, like, pretty much as we know them are still in place. It's just modernized. You know, they've got cell phones. Right. That one person can't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, Lucy can't handle that, mm-hmm. but, but they do have cell phones. Yeah, I mean, of course, seeing the old uh, faces is great. Um, Log Lady, for sure. Uh, unbelievable performance. Um, I think her, the Log Lady and Bobby Briggs, thus far, are just my favorite of just, even though Bobby's not, he well, he's in, yeah, he's in nine, because um, that's when they go to his house and they find, he's even great in that scene when they, when his mom shows him the chair. Um, mm-hmm. wonderful scene. Um, Bobby and the log lady are probably my two favorite returns thus far from, from the original cast. I think what I really appreciate is just that they got the people you'd never expect to come back. Like Heidi, you know, oh, even though yeah. we never yeah. expected her to come back in the finale of, you know, in season two in the original series doing her same thing from the pilot. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. just fantastic that, you know, they got these people back and everyone was up for it. And even good to see Ben Horn, the great Northern, Jerry Horn. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Another g- location I'd like to see. I wish, I wish actually with the great Northern to see a little bit more of, I really wanted to see that kind of main room. <laughs> like just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen, you know, uh, a little more of the life uh, because it just seems at least with the sets that you get so far in the, in the great Northern, um, it's just like Ben's office, and that's about it. You yeah. don't really get to see like yeah, what, the happenings what of the Great Northern. What traveling squad is coming through today? Exactly. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. through the lobby. Yeah, the Norwegians are back. <laughs> <laughs> Once every twenty-five years, Maybe. they they come to Twin Peaks. Yeah, it'd have been great. <laughs> well, let's try it again. Yeah. Um, Still waiting on Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on Audrey. Ever since he found out in the book that she did not die in the explosion, he's just been <laughs> waiting with bated breath to She's see the return of Audrey Horn. <laughs> She's out there. I know she lost a leg in an, in an ex, in the explosion, <laughs> based on Tyler's, that Friends episode. Tyler's but, bold uh, prediction. <laughs> no, that's that's canon. It, the Friends she episode. She was missing a leg in, yeah, Friends. in a Friends episode. Yeah, the Friends episode is canon with Twin Peaks. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. She has a new identity. <clears throat> That's great. Uh, John, any returning favorites or familiar faces that you're especially psyched on? From part one to nine. Right. Oh, I mean, it was just really nice to see Jacoby right away. Like, yes. Oh, when he took off the gas mask and you could just see the glasses. It's like, okay. Okay, I can, that I messed can, me up. I can be here. <laughs> that made me smile too. Actually, that I loved that he had the first scene after ever, you know, the opening. Yeah. Um, you know, because again, Twin Peaks. That's what's so great is you don't know where you're ending up every every week. Um, but that's the first thing you get to see is just mm-hmm. oh, here's Jacoby. What's he doing? It's like well, the series started with Josie. Yeah. It opens on her. Right. Yeah. The, Josie. The very beginning. Yeah, Jacoby, J- Josie, a lot of J's. Well, don't, in a mirror. don't force it. Sorry, what did you say, John? It opens with uh, the face of someone in a mirror. It does. Even, yeah, even yeah. more. And it closes so with just one. Oh, I didn't even thought about that. Man, that's yep. a great one. Wait, even even that's layered. <laughs> that's good. That's actually good. Thanks, John. And it and it ends with someone in a mirror. <laughs> yep. I'm about to flip this table. I can't. <laughs> Oh, it's sturdy. The show's so irresponsible. So I think you're going to know how this season ends. (laughs) I'm going to keep my eye out for mirrors. Yeah, Yeah, uh, Dr. Amp was a nice, unexpected treat. But let's, you know, we we love love, uh, our old favorites. Got a lot of new. (laughs) Got a lot of new characters. So many Mm -hmm. new characters. Dave, for you, who, who stands out maybe the most in these first nine parts? Man. Tell me. Hit me with it. I mean, one, one is too easy. Yep. But I'm going to go with my ride or die right now. Okay. It's Jesse Holcomb. Oh, Jesse Holcomb. <laughs> All right. Was little, Jesse, little Jesse Holcomb. At the you're, not, you're not putting part 11 into this, right? Stellar <laughs> no. scene up to 11. Okay. No. Okay, okay. He's deserving of no recognition. <laughs> Look, he lets Wally Brand he lets him know Wally Brando's outside. Right. And he's chilling with Chad. He, in the back. he comes in, he commands the room. He does. He mm. does command the room. You're right. He lets him know. He looks just like the guy from the first episode. The kids he looks like Sam Colby. He's Sam Colby's doppelganger, we've determined. <laughs> just full on thought it was the same guy. Yeah. Oh, Real- he also works at the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. Realized it wasn't. Was like, oh, okay, so he's he's not dead. <laughs> Great. It's his twin brother. But I, I don't know. It just he's he's got such a positive air about him. And he, he comes in and he's he's I don't know, he's such a classic little sweetie. I love this guy. Classic little sweetie. I love it. I, I love that that's your answer. It's gonna be on his tombstone. Yeah. Jesse Holden. And I love, classic I love little how sweetie. he can just like look through a room. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he, he looks like way beyond the room that he's in. Like he's just like somewhere. At the cue card. That kid's yeah. That kid's got dreams. Yes, I have to say Janie E. Just because, I mean, my God, it's Janie E. I mean, she's a she's yeah, a little, I mean, the the tiniest firecracker you could ever. <laughs> I was gonna say firecracker. <laughs> yes, fantastic. But yeah, she she's amazing. Like the, just any the, that ninety nine percent speech that she gives those loan sharks. Oh but, I mean, my yeah yeah yeah. Do not Never piss that woman off. No. no, no. The way she takes charge is. Yes. 
But yeah, if I if I was gonna pick somebody other than that obvious answer, mm-hmm. I would pick Phil Bisbee. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that. Phil Bisbee. Yeah, yeah, I Which love one that guy. That? I mean, he's Third always Phil. he's always just helping everybody out. He's you know he's yeah. got the coffees. He's just you know like good natured. And um, he's a little he's, guiding light. He's, he, yeah, he's your third Philip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, you've you've been talking Phil Jeffries. Uh, Phil, Phil Jeffries kind of handles the 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 dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Philadelphia. Uh, Phil Philip Gerard he handles Dale in the in the lodge, and mm-hmm. he's kind of his little shepherd. And yeah. then you've got Phil Bisbee taking care of Dougie. Whoa. Philip Jeffrey handles Mr. C. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mike handles. Phil Gerard. Dougie. Philip Gerard, Mike. Yeah. The one armor. Here comes the one armor now. Handles mm-hmm. Dougie Coop. Yeah. And, and Phil. Phil Bisbee handy handles Dougie Cropper. Yep. <laughs> Three. Three Phillips. That's it. <laughs> If you don't like that, Tyler, I don't know what to tell you. It's awesome. That's a rare example of someone not grasping at straws. Okay. Come on. Hey, maybe the dead dog stuff was grasping, but you started it. And I it got did. me thinking, and I loved that it actually made sense. I had to twist that one out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have said it if it didn't make sense. Okay, come on. <laughs> what about uh, the then well, and then? <laughs> it was said then. There. <laughs> oh. Got the wrong. I remember my own (laughs) arguments. All right, Tyler, new character. Diane. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No hesitation. Yeah. Don't have to wonder who the hell no more. Diane is. No, (laughs) I know who the hell. (laughs) Yeah. And it is Lardern. Yeah, for sure, Lardern and Naomi Watts, for that matter, just crush powerhouses. Yeah. Yeah. These roles. Um. Incredible performances all the way around. Huge fan. Love it all. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> especially so with, with Naomi Watts having to play to the equivalent of a, a tennis ball on a stick. Yep. <laughs> like That's why I love her performance so much. Yeah, it's just like it, she's a one-woman show every single scene that she's mm. with Dougie. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a master class in how you own a scene. That's Laura Lenny. Yeah. Yeah, she's no, she, that's masterpiece <laughs> classics. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but no, just the way the way some of these characters, like it, even Jim Belushi, who's who was out of yeah. nowhere for me, growing Belushi, just <laughs> chewing the show. scenery, just absolutely eating up every scene, and just you you can't you can't not watch him. Yeah, like it, mm-hmm. I I can't take my eyes off of a Jim Belushi scene. He's just He's overselling every second of his character, and it's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so good. good. Yeah, it's totally yeah. given me a whole different look on him altogether. No, it, I it mean the definitely maintained <laughs> the look I had on him. Like I've always loved. That has been a Jambalushi stand yeah, since birth. I like that since yeah, birth. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle all the way. That's right. You did bring that one up. Yep. I forgot. I totally forgot he was in that. That's so good. Selling counterfeit Turbo Man. Um, uh, another, uh, or did I say my favorite? I guess I didn't. I was just going to bring up a secondary one. Okay. Well, I was going to bring up, and I th- if Dave was going to bring this one up, which I thought he was, and, and he didn't, um, I'll go ahead. Um, <laughs> I 
as far as new characters go, I am a, and besides everyone we've mentioned, because truly I love, I just profess my love for Naomi Watts and Laura Dern, but I also have to profess my love for Matthew Lillard. Really love the role of Bill Hastings. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a character too, you know, you, you get him in the first two parts and he's gone for Felt like forever watching this what week. I thought that like, was yeah, forever. Yeah, I thought that he, was your argument. Yeah, no. He's a he's character gone. too. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, he's a character as well. But no, but then he comes back in nine um, interrogation scene, which was just amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so good in that scene. It was the finale of Scream for <laughs> seven minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was just extended. Again, and I feel honestly feel kind of the same way because I wasn't. I don't know that I ever. If I did, I don't remember much from him at all. The Scooby Doo movies. I just I know he was in them, but I don't remember recall watching them. I know you have a big appreciation for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen them. So all I could really associate with Zoinks. Okay, people would say like, oh, he was in the Scooby Doo movies. Okay, great. But I listen, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed does not get the credit it deserves. Do not at me. Yeah. But this made me. I was just like, man, what else has he done? Like, I want to like you. Like, this is great. But uh, also, he, he has a voice in the anime film adaptation for Karas huh? as oh, the yeah. as the titular cyborg samurai. Wow. Okay. Maybe not a cyborg. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Spoiler. I just saw it on the shelf when I was working at Blockbuster. Oh, I remember that. I remember visiting <laughs> you there. Yep. I, yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> you gave me my first Blockbuster card. Yeah, I did. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. That's a deep um, cut. That is a deep cut. Uh, no, but Matthew Lillard, he's very, he's very, very good. Here. I love to, um, I, bel- I know I've watched an interview with him talking about it. And maybe he brings it up. They did a Comic-Con panel. I think it ha- Comic-Con happened right after Part 8 <laughs> aired, and they had a big Twin Peaks panel. And there he talks. He, I love it because he's just raving about Part 8. Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> what was that? But he, mm-hmm. he also, like, revealed he'd never seen the original show and, like, still hadn't then. And he was just like, but he'd been watching the new <laughs> series week to week, I guess. Yeah. So he was just like, okay, everybody, I'll go, I'll go, you know, watch it tomorrow mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully he did. Um, but I think that's fascinating to jump into this role with something that you could. I think it's that, great that he didn't no, see it. No, and, and that, that's probably helps. I was going to say, I was just, cause then he might try to like base it off, base his performance off something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love his performance here. Um, I think he killed it. Yeah. What characters are you most curious about that we've only seen once? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question, Tyler. <laughs> wow. That's actually a very good question. Wow. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, um, I, would, I would have to say, like, what in the world is going on with the pink girls? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We call them the Bay Patrol? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You see him? You could you see him in part nine? I think we Maybe uh, we we see him before nine. I'm pretty you sure. Do, we, no, you do in part five when we get our first casino scene with uh, the Mitchum brothers. They're yeah, there. when they, when they first roll they're up, just they, up, they bring their, the wall. their yeah. posse with them. Yeah, yeah. Like I I immediately when I saw them thought they are a problem somehow. That's what like, I thought about the Mitchum brothers. Yeah. They're a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like these guys, like this, this crew is our, this is our Wyndham Earl. This is our antagonist for this series. Something's going mm-hmm. on here that's not completely realized to us yet. And there's 
something's going to go down with this crew. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And all the way up through part nine, it's like, like what, where is this going? Yeah, for sure. Part one actually is full of one offers. Mm-hmm. Oh, one off yeah. appearances. There's the one offer <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you got when, when we get Mr. C rolling up to get Ray and Daria, you got that guy there who you thought was senior drool cup. <laughs> I forget his name sitting there drinking. Yeah. Otis? Otis. Otis. Yes. Yeah. Otis. Yeah. Um, but the Vincent, Vincent Price facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you got that guy and uh, Beulah. Beulah. Yep. Beulah. Um, later at the end with all the stuff Beulah. in Buckhorn, the, and again, don't know the character names, but the lady with the dog with Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the guy outside talking about Hank. And Just brother. like real life, I <laughs> yeah. don't know the person's name, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I know their dog's name. <laughs> yeah. exactly, yes, exactly. Exactly that. But part Mark one, right, yeah, is like full of. Just never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> These just like little side stories. You're, you know, just to give you a sense of the world uh, mm-hmm. that surrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I'm, I'm, I'm always mostly attached to the supernatural happenings and, and the mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, I call them the spooky yukis. Yep. Uh, so like Nido, is that the lady with yeah, her Nido. eyes sewn mm-hmm. shut? Yep. Her and the American girl. Nido? Run at Pulaski. Pulaski yeah. And Dido? Like they they really stood out to me. I I just assumed just from him running into Nido, going upstairs, coming back downstairs, and there's the American girl. And then her saying, My mother is coming, you have to go. And I I I thought because of time and the way things work that it was just like an older or a rather a younger a a Ugh, how do I even say this? I thought that the the Nido character was the American girl in the future, and American girl was Nido in the past. If that makes sense, I like they're, totally they're one of the same. Sure. See where you would think that it's like he he ran into the like worse off version that couldn't speak and couldn't see. Uh, goes upstairs, flips the switch, and goes back down, and now she can see and speak. Right. And she's like, "Oh, actually, you need to get out of here." Yeah, my mother. And here's why. Yeah. And so I, I was always super, super curious about what that relationship was, where they are, and what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just I'm always fascinated by those super the the supernatural characters like the arm, the giant, whatever the fuck's going on in the lodge when they're having their meetings. <laughs> Anybody in there? <laughs> like I, I I don't I don't know and I don't get it, but I I need. Some follow up, and I've always have, and these are just two new, more fascinating characters for me. Yeah, because th- they were so fascinating to me because they seemed desperate in a way that these other spirits weren't. Like there was a sense of urgency with these two, where there was not with anybody else we've ever met that's not on the earthly plane. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And basically, the no, bad and basically the bad news is coming through, and that's. Something I wanted to bring up, too, with, like, because people made the connection with the experiment. Oh, is it following Cooper through that world? You know, oh, my mother's coming. A lot of people started calling that the mother. Right. Which births Bob, basically. So a Mm -hmm. lot of people would call the experiment the mother. I'd see that a lot, like, online. So, again, just Mm -hmm. multiple names, one and the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I think that was the the big push for me is, like, tell me more about these two because, or or these one. Yeah. And why is she played Mm -hmm. by the same person who's... <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, it it was it was the it was just the the sheer like 
yo, you need to go. And here's why versus like, we've got time. So let me give you some cryptic sentences for you to figure out over the next 30 <laughs> years. Like, oh, and I forgot some stuff too. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you three things. And oh, also and, these uh, things. and another thing. You guys bring that up every time. <laughs> well, because that's just bad writing. Story. Yeah, it's just silly. <laughs> so th- that, that for me is like the new character that was the most, just like, where does this go? Like, what is this? But Tyler, I was going to bring up uh, yours, surely, has to be a one-off appearance it's from an old favorite. No, you're wrong. It's got to be Mike Nelson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. That was one appearance too many. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't care about Mike's temp agency? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But he gave such wow. good advice. That's true. I, uh, yeah, he has grown. He has grown. Yeah, he's grown as up as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but mine's gonna be uh, that weird ass Hindu god that disappeared from oh, the Jalsa. The, the woodsman. <laughs> oh yeah, the woodsman. Oh. Yeah. Which, until part eight, right, did not know, right, for real thought it was some deity, because why mean, not? Yeah, why totally not? fair. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fair. Like, <laughs> why would like you assume otherwise? One of Shiva's wives. I don't know. I want to no. see more of them. So, but now I know grouping you, that together with the woodsman, I know you thought so, I was going to say James, but I went with Mike instead. James <laughs> is the worst character. That has ever been introduced <laughs> to the small screen. Small screen. <laughs> yeah, the, the woodsmen feature really prominently through this too. And this is... But also uh, like in the background. Yeah, yeah. And this <laughs> right. is something we only had a snippet of in Fire Walk With Me. We just had the, the guy who was not nearly as dirty as these guys are yeah. for charred. this series. <laughs> uh, or, or charred or whatever. You know, the, the guy with the... Charred? That, uh, like... Karn. Yeah, like those those characters, like that is a woodsman, and these are the woodsmen. You have the guy in Bill Hastings' jail cell. You have the guy that uh, creeps up on Knox in Part Seven in the morgue. Mm-hmm. In the morgue, yeah, which was yeah, just wild for me because I I've always had it in the back of my head. Like when I wrote a story, or if I ever was given the option to make a movie or a TV series, I would have this pervasive background character that was never pointed out, that was just always there, like stalking whoever my main character is and you could always see them but they were never like drawn attention to it's just something for people to to see and catch it's like seeing this guy in the background i was like who is that because i'm I'm looking for him and it doesn't look like he's moving forward for the longest time until you realize he's making progress and it's just like and now he's coming too fast yeah yep so yeah I don't know where I'm going with this. The woodsman freaking either. out. Yeah, the woodsman's <laughs> freaking out. Well, that was that was a cool thing for me when when Part Eight came and they came out and were reviving, uh, Mister mm-hmm. C. It was just like I you, guess he got some help. Yeah, you mm-hmm. yeah he got some help. You watch that and it's just like oh those were those things <laughs> in the you know previous parts that we were seeing wandering around and like I said before, it's like they were there to protect or I don't even know if protects the right word because it's it may not be I don't know but. Mm-hmm. They were around Briggs. They were around Hastings. We know they were connected um, at some point uh, yeah. from the conversation in, or the interrogation uh, in part nine. Um, so. but I'll pose a question to the group. Please. So going off of that, going off of how, um, so in, in part eight, much like the eighth episode of the original series, 
this Cooper is shot and collapses and is then recovered by the woodsman. He's supposed to be back in the Black Lodge. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. So why are these woodsmen who are lodge spirits who are at the meetings coming to his aid to keep him around when he's supposed to be like sucked back into his, his spot and like put in check? Like why, why is that? Why is why, 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 why is this group going rogue? Right. With like him. Bob. And like, yeah, like, 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 he, they work like, with like Bob? he's gone wrong. Uh, rog. 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 Well, that, rog Bob. That meeting that you're talking about has the term, uh, <clears throat> has uh, the grandmother and the grandson there too, though. Yes. And they don't necessarily, I mean, they, they don't automatically seem like they're completely affiliated with the Black Lodge types. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's easy also to just, because we don't know, to call everything Lodge spirits. I think maybe mm-hmm. spirits is more, it's not like they're all really working together, but, you know, some are just... I, and I don't know. I, I don't know. But, you know, they're they're off to the side watching, yeah. you know, yeah. the man from another place and Bob talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're not they're not center at the table. They're not on the same page. Yeah, but, but I mean, how'd they get the invite to the meeting then? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, everybody got the same alert on their phone yeah. to show up at this place at this time. The woodsman just sent one guy. <laughs> he said, you're going today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is your this is your rotation. <laughs> yeah. All right, reverse knee slapper, you're up. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go to the lodge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, that's... And you never know. I mean, maybe maybe the uh, the woodsmen in this version, I mean, you know, they're all sooty and everything. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they're the Black Lodge types. And then because uh, the yeah, Jurgen Brockmau one from, from mm-hmm. uh, the Fire Walk With Me flashback, he wasn't all sooty. So maybe he's not from he's from the White Lodge or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I love thinking of Ooh, that way. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It, it because it goes back to what, a different, a different faction of woodsmen. Well, it always goes back to what confused me a lot about uh, the season finale of two, with and maybe not so much, but just especially given what we know so far, even in this series, with the giant making a very quick him and Senior Drill Club making a very quick appearance in the Black Lodge. That always was odd to me. Yeah. It just felt like yeah. they don't belong here. Why like why are they here? Are they here? Are um, they really here? It's just the waiting room. Yeah, it's, it's just the waiting room, right. That's also true. It's like that's actually just the w- waiting room. Have we seen the Black Lodge? <laughs> I mean, the word associations are just so loose. Um, but I love that question, Dave. Very good question. Dave. Tyler. That question was so good. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Thanks, man. John, do you have anything to say about my question? Just, just like ballpark, just like one to ten. How good was that question? <laughs> On a scale of one to five, James Hurley foreheads. What would you rate Dave's question? <laughs> one. I would say that question's always been cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a five. He's wrong. <laughs> Actually, one thing. Speaking of cool, we didn't bring it up. Another thing that bothered me uh, from part seven. Um, we're in uh, Sheriff Frank Truman's office, and he's. Mm. Uh, having a Skype call. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about how badass his monitor coming out of the <laughs> desk is. We completely glossed over it. Yeah, we really didn't did. bring it up. It We'd bothered me. No mind. How yeah. much did that cost <laughs> to the taxpayers of Twin Peaks? <laughs> yeah. 
Was that Harry Truman's mm. last act? Mm. As, yes, it was. As Sheriff? It was Harry who did it. Yeah, that's Harry what, did um, it. Yeah. That's what uh, Forrester said in an interview. No, really? really? Oh, that's yeah. great. Called it. That's so good. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Oh, I want to. I want to. Episode of they're installing that. <laughs> that's the new Lynch series. I see Harry unrecorded the purchase order. Unrecorded night yeah. is about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's unrecorded because the the device wasn't installed yet. (laughs) (laughs) And it ends with Harry just going, now we can record it. (laughs) Perfect. Now we can record this unrecorded (laughs) night. (laughs) Looks to camera. Uh, Yeah. The the end, like, cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how, folks. Um. How can, how did I do that? But I can't speak normal people words. You didn't take normal people word classes. Yeah, you just talk <laughs> like a pig, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up Tyler's favorite word. That uh, was hard, but I needed to hear it. Yeah. I want to bring up Tyler's favorite word: foreshadowing. Um, yes. <laughs> there was a there was a great bit of foreshadowing uh, with. Uh, those of you who don't, <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Uh, great bit of foreshadowing with Gordon Cole's office uh, in part seven. We see the cream corn poster on the wall. No, that's not that's not the foreshadowing part. Uh, but again, it does ponder the question, what does he know? Um, but it pans over to him whistling, and we get the big mushroom cloud <laughs> poster. Mm-hmm. Literally an episode before part eight. So is this when he's whistling Rammstein? Yes. Okay. So my question for, for you all is, what does Gordon Cole know? <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> that's another meta thing, though, Davis. It's like, that's, it's David Lynch. Mm-hmm. He has created this, you know, with Mark Frost. But right. he's created, like, mm-hmm. he, he knows. <laughs> so yeah. I love that it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, he knows about Garmin Bozia. Oh, he knows about the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Because he Great. made it. <laughs> right. He made it up. Because <laughs> he wrote it in the script. <laughs> but I, I I love that. And a detail that, again, you I think he just walks by the poster and be like, I've heard about you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> he does, yeah. No, I, that, again, a nice detail that rewards you on a rewatch of yeah, the definitely. previous episodes. It is, it's, it's super meta that that is how Cole chooses his decor, that David Lynch is uh, part of the creative team that's just kind of interlaced with the the, the character and the actor um, slash creator. Right. Is wild, but it it's also kind of been a running theme for Cole, who's had connections like other characters have had, like kind of in line with Cooper. And uh, from what I can understand, kind of the way David Lynch has a connection with Kyle McLaughlin, just... They were just kind of kindred spirits when he was interviewing him for roles. Like, they were both just, like, hanging out in a diner doing weird stuff on the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, in, in one of their first meetings. I've been to one of their meetings. Like, it's just, I don't know, yeah, it's it's just another layer on on the bigger narrative. Like, does and, and does Cole know these things because that character is David Lynch? If he played another character, would it be that character that knew those things? And just like kind of inadvertently right. kept that around. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yes. I like to think it's because of the hearing aids. Like the, the in-universe excuse anyway. You know, it's like he always turns it down to the lowest uh, 
the lowest volume. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he wants like most of his frequency band to not be able to hear it in a way. Mm. Or or he's just like he can hear all of it through that thing. Whoa. So it's not just Shelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So almost almost in the way that somebody will use noise canceling earbuds to shut out the world around him. Yeah. That's just kind of how he lives. Mm-hmm. Just to have them in so you don't have to talk to anybody? Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> Say it, please. It's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something I've actually never thought about. It's like he actively and purposefully filters out the world around him to think and operate on a different bandwidth until he's really, really ready to talk to somebody one-on-one, like outside of uh, Yankton Federal Prison, and cranks it all the way up and steps toward Albert and is like, Yo, bring it in because this is real talk. Yeah, yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that is something I'd never even pondered. I thought that was just a character quirk. He just is hard of hearing and kind of just <laughs> keeps it low because something you don't question too with everyone's he's character a yeller. quirks in Twin Peaks. Yeah, know, it's just like yeah. oh yeah, 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 that's his thing. Got it. Yeah, love it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's there's still just so much. Just so many unanswered questions, so many just threads to nowhere and and arcs that do go somewhere mm-hmm. that that are just too much to cover yeah. b- before the end of part nine some some of this does pan out, Tyler okay, so <laughs> if you're really hoping about that Armstrong story, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe don't hold your breath. <laughs> the second half of the season is just Armstrong and his journeys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Much like Sinbad. <laughs> um, yeah. The pirate, not the, the right. co-star of Jingle All the Way. Right. Yes. Yeah, to bring it back to Jingle yeah, All the Way. Yeah, to bring it back to Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yeah. Not that Sinbad. Um, John Bernardi, do you have any burning questions for either yourself or for us, knowing what we've been through? Knowing <laughs> what we're doing here, is there well, anything? I'm kind of wondering if you guys think that, or I mean, yeah, I guess Tyler, especially since <laughs> you're where you are in the series. Um, did did the woodsman actually remove Bob from Doppel Cooper? We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about it. So <laughs> they smear blood all over his face. They open him up and we they see, pull. Yeah, we see Bob come out of him. They pull the Bob mm-hmm. ball out. Right. And Ray witnesses that. And uh, he's on the phone with Jeffrey. He says, I th- I th- they pulled something out of him. I saw something. The key to all of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, what? But did it, yeah, but he's basically saying, did it make you, does it make you question if Bob's not with him anymore? But then what would he be other than, like, if he was just a vessel He'd for. Just be a doppelganger. <laughs> for Bob. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just now thinking about this. Sure. Perfect. Um, That's great. Coop is in the lodge. Yes. And partly in Dougie. Yes. So, I mean, nothing would remain in that vessel. I also, can we just talk about that quick? Partly in Dougie. I mean, it, it's like that's the in Dougie doesn't sound right because Dougie's a gold ball now. He's just right. Cooper. Gold ball. He's just Cooper. Mm-hmm. But people call him Dougie. Yeah. That's a better, in my so opinion. So then, 
They, they, they so he's not they, in the lock? They, they swap spots. No, he came oh, out, that, of out of the yeah, He came yeah. out of the socket. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Then that's but he weird. left his soul in his shoe. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> yeah, I loved right. you saying that. That was great. Um, so then that doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> because then there would just be this lifeless Oppelganger. body of this horribly aged Cooper <laughs> that has... But he's still like high functioning. That's something I would have trouble with because it's not like we've seen, or I don't know if we've seen, like another doppelganger outside of the lodge to know what their powers would be without a spirit attached. Right. Well, I just sort of felt like the doppelganger and Bob were super powered together because, like I said before, when Leland was with Bob, Leland didn't couldn't do all the cool stuff that the doppelganger can do. He could sing. I've you got sing and dance. I've got a a nerd view here. I'm all for it. So we did not see the entire process. We saw the blood smearing. We saw them pull out the ball, and then Ray runs away and gets on the phone. Yeah. The next thing we see is Mr. C waking up in the same spot. Maybe they put a new ball in him before he wanders up. Maybe the they put that uh that ball. Laura ball in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the, the next thing we see is him waking up and grabbing the bandana. Uh, when you take something apart to fix it or clean it, you typically can never get it back together. Yeah, fair. That's, that's, <laughs> fair. that's fair. That's fair. But when you open something up to to clean it or you know anything that that runs on power, you remove the battery, and then you you fix everything around it. And when you're done, you put the battery back. I feel like Bob is kind of the battery for Mister C. Interesting. Like he's kind of running things like in, a C battery. Like a C battery. To the C battery. The most useless battery. <laughs> <laughs> so rare that you don't expect it to pop back up in this instance. So that that's, C stands for Cooper. That That's my thing. I think they took out the battery, fixed the case, then put it back in, and then that's what wakes up. 4-3. That's just me. Did you just shoot a, a I, bob ball? I I shot a a sick three pointer with a bob ball from the <laughs> uh, what do you call it? You do sports? <laughs> I, I I sports <laughs> I sports all the time, dude. <laughs> I I went back to the to the shot line. Yep. Shot and line. I <laughs> and I I passed the rock. Nothing but net. Dwayne was there. I'm on fire. Got it. All right. So to answer your question, <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. I guess I could have just said no. <laughs> I love that. I do think that was done intentionally, though, to not show you that. Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because uh, we all know David Lynch is not afraid of a long shot. Uh, we haven't even touched on the sweet great. in part seven. <laughs> What what needed to be covered? <laughs> How great green onions is? <laughs> just in, How it swept us off our feet? Just in long shots, man. Uh, I mean, we... Dude, we haven't talked about Bushnell Mullins. That's true. That's a great new character, by the way. That's my grandpappy. That's true. <laughs> we haven't touched on the fact that Shelly has a daughter. Yep. 
Denise. Ike the Spike hasn't oh, come wow. up. It's just there's so much. There's, there's too really much in this. Yeah. There's so series. much. It's a lot. Way, yeah. way more than we're able I was to get into I was, an hour, hour and a half here. I was gonna ask too, maybe one one final thing. Um we get a lot of locations. So we got many Twin locations. Peaks. We got Vegas. Mm-hmm. New York, briefly. Yes. Argentina. Buckhorn. Argentina for a moment. Yep. Um Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite location thus far? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you like to spend the most time, Dave? <laughs> Who do you like seeing? Which group of people? Which location? Which town? You know what? I I took a lot of delight in uh, in Cooper walking around the casino, just getting jackpot after jackpot. Silver Mustang. And uh, seeing that lady come around. <laughs> yeah. Like, which one's next, Mister Jackpot? Yeah. That was just that was really a hoot. Yeah, it was a. Hoot. Uh, that's a great. One. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I wish that I just one time could be in a casino and somebody point to something that's paying out and just have a, have a great day like that. I just, yeah, they're going to do that. And then you're going to spend $800 trying to win. (laughs) It's a scam. I mean, I am probably going to do that, but (laughs) I don't, I don't know. It just, it would be, I don't know. It would be so serendipitous to just like that boy's been watching too much twin peaks. (laughs) Just, (laughs) I don't know. Let me live my fantasy and just, well, let me go to the casino and yeah. and some weirdo points to a machine and I go and I I pull the the old one armed bandit they call it one armor. That's <laughs> the one armor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why he was asking for a nickel. Yeah. Oh. Philip Gerard is a human slot machine. <laughs> Crushed it. Anybody got a nickel? You got a nickel. <laughs> Anybody got a nickel? <laughs> No, don't do this to me, <laughs> Don't do this to me. You pull the arm, it's just uh, nothing but a stream of cream corn. Now we know why you said that. Yes. <laughs> it in, the, to the in the UK the international pilot. pilot. <laughs> Ending, he says, anybody got a nickel? <laughs> why does he say that? I don't know. Now we know. Yes. He... Tyler braked the code <laughs> and solved, solved the crime. <laughs> he braked it. Yeah, he braked it. <laughs> Patrick, where do you want to spend the most time? God, that's such a good question. Like my heart says Twin Peaks, but I already I'm already familiar with Twin Peaks. I'll say I'll say I'll say it's part Buckhorn, but I want to say Albert and and Cole. I like the, I like spending my time. They are not with places. The I know, but but they are in Buckhorn for part of the time. They're in Philadelphia for part of the time. Mm-hmm. But they do end up spending a lot of time in Buckhorn. Um I like seeing seeing their version. Um I don't want to say Twin Peaks. I feel like that's too easy. And Tyler yeah. would say we don't spend enough time there. It's true. Tyler. Diane. <laughs> <laughs> Diane is a part Where, of the group. Wherever yeah, Diane yeah. is at. Yeah, Diane is a, part yes. of that, is a part of that. Her apartment, I feel like I fit in that age group. <laughs> um, of the suitors? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's that. Sure. <laughs> John, your favorite place. Favorite locale. Yeah. <laughs> it really is fascinating because like the way season three does it it's like the supernatural stuff tends to live mostly Ooh. in twin peaks and the um the um what do you call it the the crime the the um the the thing to solve the that superficial kind of like worldly mystery is in buckhorn and all the pie and coffee tends to be mostly in las vegas 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. I, I think I would have to pick Las Vegas because that would be the safest place to live. Sounds <laughs> like a great answer, actually. You and me, John, we're in the casinos. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. hitting it big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. That was a good way. Unless you it. get on the wrong side of the Fusco <laughs> brothers. <laughs> oh. That's true. <laughs> you know, that, that's all right. All you got to do is bring Dougie around and everybody straightens out. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. That's true. It'll all pay off in the long run. <laughs> it literally changes mm-hmm. everyone's life <laughs> yep. that he encounters. Yep, just by being. Yeah. John, thank you so much for being a part of this and uh, hanging out with us for what was it? A roller coaster, I think, of <laughs> stream of consciousness. It's a lot, it's a, it's a lot to. Subjects? It's, it's for sure too much to talk about and such a short time, but there were things we left hanging. There were some things mm-hmm. that definitely needed to just get touched on, maybe brought up. Um, and um, I'm sure there's still stuff we missed. <laughs> so yeah, listeners, absolutely. please yeah, let us know. <laughs> season three is a river and you're trying <laughs> to put it through a funnel right now. I mean, <laughs> oh, it just wow. yeah. Work. yeah. Yeah. Just so much, but I, I've, Again, thank you so much for being on here and giving your input and your insights uh, for yes, sir. posing some of the hard questions and <laughs> yeah, great making us think think outside of the glass box a little bit. Oh, nice! If you I, see what I did I, there, I nerd. I think I saw what he did there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John, where can the people find you? Oh man, you can find me at uh, JPB underscore Little Green on Twitter, and. Um, Pretty much, I'm popping up all over the place at uh, 25YL. Fantastic. You can reach out to us at TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at TalkingBackwardsPod. Patrick? You hit us up on Twitter at TalkingBackward. Tyler? Hello, everybody. Wow. What a recap. I'm sure we hit every single detail from the first half of The Return. We missed absolutely nothing. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to give a very special shout out to the one and only Calvin Cusick. We really appreciate your support. I mean, honestly, we would not have been able to do this episode if it weren't for your support, Calvin. We cannot thank you enough. That is all I have today for my Egg Deviler shout outs. If you or anybody you know is interested in hearing me say people's names on the internet, then, I mean, why not just go on over to patreon.com slash talking backwards, give us a little tip, and I might just say your name. I definitely will say your name. Anchor.fm slash talking backwards. Also, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash talking backwards. We've got all kinds of rewards on different tiers for our listeners and patrons there. We have these ridiculously cool... Barkhouse boy patches. So get on the ground level for that one. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next time for part 10. And we'll see you again at the end of the season for our end of season recap. John, thank you once again for being a part of this with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we'll see you all in the future. Or is it past? (laughs) 